This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. Just a moment as we recite the DFC anthem. It's found in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Yes. Ready, go. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Again, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. One more time. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When is faith? Faith is always now. Faith is always in the present tense. If it is not now, then it's not faith. Would you shout hallelujah? And you can have your seats again. Welcome, welcome, welcome to DFC. I'm so happy for our returning guests, our visitors, our friends, and our first-timers. In the name of the Lord, we've been speaking for the past several weeks on a lesson concerning the names of God. We've been learning about all of the different names of God. We serve one God, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. It's all one God. But that one God answers to numerous names or he reveals these names so that we can understand his character. We can understand his personality. We can understand, we, we can expect from him. Then we have full confidence when we speak to him. Names aren't just for information. The names of God are not just for information, but for revelation. Revelation, giving us a revelation of who he is and what he does. The names are given to be called upon. Those names are given to be called upon. So I'm supposed to call upon that name. He said, call upon me and I'll answer thee and show thee great and mighty things thou knowest not. I call on the names that corresponds to what I need. I call on the name that corresponds to what I need. The names are to be practiced. The names are to be pursued. The names are to promote prayer, to compound your confidence, and to fortify your faith. Get a revelation. The names are to be practiced. The names of God are to be pursued. I should be in hot pursuit of that name, that element, that characteristic, that part of his person, who he is. The name should promote prayer in my life. And remember, prayer is just a regular conversation. The name should compound my confidence. And the names that are revealed, the names that we're learning, should fortify our faith. Again, he is what he does. What he does is really who he is. So today, I came not necessarily with a prepared sermon, but more of an exhortation. I came today to encourage someone. 
Somebody came today needing encouragement, maybe for a situation that you're facing or something that you're going through. So today I want to reveal the name that is going to encourage your soul today. That name is Jehovah Shama. Jehovah Shama. Jehovah Shama simply means the Lord is there. The Lord is there. When you're going through situations, and sometimes the situations and the things that we face, there's literally no explanation for it. There's no reason why we're going through it. What did we do? We didn't necessarily do anything to be faced with this particular situation in this particular circumstance. If you're not careful, you'll feel discouraged in the middle of the situation because you don't understand the who, what, when, where, why, or the how. Are you listening to me? You don't understand. You're thinking, well, what's next? And, and where is God? And why me? And why did this have to happen? And we, we can get closed in and we can become isolated and discouraged. We can become worried and anxious when we find ourselves in the middle of a situation. But the principle of the matter is, is not the situation. It's Who's with us in the situation? Because the Lord is there. Jehovah Shammah. Let me go back a little bit to come forward a little bit to give you a revelation of, of my thought process on this today. Again, this is not a prepared sermon per se, but this is more of an exhortation. Because we all face things and we all face difficulties and we all go through things. And sometimes it's disappointments and it's discouraging things that happen and we don't understand why. And we don't necessarily have to understand why. We have to understand where. Because the Lord is there. Are you listening to me? Let me go up to, let me just take you on a little tiny, a little tiny journey. Can you go on a little tiny journey with me? Genesis chapter 2, verse 8 in the voice translation. Anybody that knows me know when as soon as I get into Genesis, I could stay there. But I'm not going to stay there today. I'm just going to give you a principle, and we're going to jump right out and bring it current to where we are today. It says, the eternal God planted a garden. This is the voice translation. The eternal God planted a garden in the east in Eden, a place of utter delight, and placed the man whom he sculpted there. So we know the story, God formed man from the dust of the ground and he breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being or a speaking spirit. Then God placed, he positioned him in Eden, which was a place of utter delight, a place of God's captivating, mesmerizing presence. Eden was euphoric and it was designed to hold one's attention. It was designed to hold one's interest to the degree that you can't think about anything else. Eden represents the presence of God, his mesmerizing, captivating presence. God positioned man in his presence. 
to be captivated, to hold his attention. Have you ever been talking to somebody and the whole while you're talking to them, they, they're scrolling on their phone, they're looking out the window, they're doing, it's almost an insult, isn't it? Because I don't have your full attention. God put man in Eden, in his captivating, mesmerizing presence to hold his interest, to captivate his attention to the degree that man shouldn't be looking anywhere else. We know what happens. We know the fall of man and the whole thing came down generation after generation after generation after generation until we find ourselves in the book of Romans. Romans chapter 1, beginning around verse 21 down to about 25, it talks concerning how they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God and give him thanks. They knew him, they knew who he was, but they wouldn't worship him and they wouldn't give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. When you're going through situations, sometimes we think of foolish ideas of what God is like. Like God is doing this to teach me a lesson. Well, what kind, we don't even serve a kind of God that would do anything like that. God doesn't have to use sickness and disease and famine or pestilence or any of those things to get back at you. Come on. He can blink the eye and snuff us out if he wanted to, but he's not that kind of God. He is love personified. So make sure that when you're going through your situations, you're going through your circumstances, that you don't begin to think foolish thoughts about God. It goes on to talk about, as a result, their minds became dark and confused. When you don't think right about God, you become confused. He said, I am that I am. You're the one that's confused when you don't think right about God. It goes on to talk about claiming to be wise, but instead became utter fools. When I think that God puts cancer and sickness and disease on people, that is a foolish thought. I have become an utter foolish person if I begin to think that way about my God. It says, and instead of worshiping the glorious ever-living God, they worshiped idols. Idol, an idol is anything that you put above God. So an idol could be your boat on a Sunday morning. An idol is, can be your job, my dream job. Now you're on your dream job and you forgot about the God that gave you that dream job. Or your dream man or your dream woman and you forgot about the God that gave you and fulfilled your dream. Are you listening to me? Anything can become an idol. Sometimes people make their children an idol. Don't say nothing to my, ch don't say nothing to my kids. Don't even look at my kids. Don't make other things an idol. It goes on the last part of about 20, verse 25. It says, as a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. I didn't write it. This is what the book says. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshiped and they served the things that God created instead of the creator himself. This is where we take personal assessment. You're honest with God and honest with yourselves. Have I put things 
above where God is supposed to be. He is the God that gives the things, but I'm never supposed to put the things and the stuff and the people and the stuff above God. They became so confused in their minds. Now they're worshiping the creation instead of the creator. Who would not feel alone in a situation like that? I came to encourage you today to take some self-assessment and make sure that you're not thinking foolishly about God and, and make sure that you're not worshiping the creation more than the creator. Am I making faith to anybody? This name, Jehovah Shammah, is revealed in Ezekiel chapter 48, verse 35. It says it was about uh, 18,000 measures in the name of the city from that day shall be the Lord is there. So Jehovah, I just took that, and this is like the last verse in the whole book of uh, uh, Ezekiel. But I just took that little part because I'm not going through the whole um, council of Ezekiel. I'm still talking about Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there, is symbolic. It's a symbolic title that Ezekiel prophetically gave to Jerusalem. At that time, Jerusalem was in a, a, in a mess. There were exiles. There were captives. It, it, it was a dark and a bleak situation. And they didn't know how to get out of it. It was messed up and it was hopeless. But in a vision, Ezekiel saw the temple restored and he named that temple, God is there. So God is going to restore the temple and the name of the temple is God is there. So this actually represents the church. It actually represents the body of Christ and the actual temple, the actual church of the Lord Jesus Christ. After, well, really before COVID hit, churches began to decrease in membership. But after COVID hit, there was, a, there was an excuse no longer to go into church. So churches all across the nation, all across the city, these churches are lying in ruin. Because any building that is not occupied begins to crumble and it begins to collapse. But I need us to get a revelation that the church or the temple represents the presence of the Lord. So I need to always want to be where the presence of the Lord is. Today we talked, we sang a song talking about his presence is heaven. So many of us, our hearts desire, we want to go to heaven. And when we think about heaven, we like, oh my God, I can't wait for the streets of gold and the pearly gates and the angels. And I'll see Gabriel and Michael. I'll see my grandmother and my loved ones that have gone on before me. But what makes heaven Heaven is not the streets of gold. It's not the pearly gates. What makes heaven, heaven is God's presence. Let's get a revelation. 
My desire is for God's presence. So when I sing your presence, it's heaven to me today. I don't have to wait for the sweet by and by. I can have heaven now when I have the presence of the Lord, Jehovah Shammah. If I just want the streets of gold, if I just want the pearly gates, then I'm worshiping the creation and not the creator. I've got to want his presence more than I want his stuff. But when I get his presence, listen, I get his stuff because he brings his stuff with him. So when I have his presence, healing comes with him. When I have his presence, deliverance comes with him. When I have his presence, soundness of mind comes with him. I'm talking about Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. The Lord is present. Listen to me. We sang the latter song, so I don't want to talk about you like you're not in the room. I want to look right at you, and I want to sing right to you. That's talking about presence, captivating, mesmerizing presence. I need to go back to Eden so that I'm not distracted by things and stuff, but I can have captivating presence with God. Since we moved out of the spot, because anything that that turns your head turns your whole body. It turns your whole heart. Have you ever been driving down the street and you're looking over there pretty soon? The car is working. You got to pull it back. Whatever turns your head turns your heart. Are you getting a revelation? So since our hearts were turned because he put us in his presence, right? He put man in Eden. He made a decision, since they've moved from the spot, that I'm going to put me in them. Since they left from the spot in my presence, I am going to put my presence in them. Jehovah Shammah. Let's get a revelation. Let's walk through, and I really want you to get a revelation right here. There's a poem written, a very, remember, this is not a sermon. I'm just exhorting you today and helping us to understand the Lord is there. And when I say the Lord is there, I really mean the Lord is here, there, and everywhere. I said the Lord is here, there, and everywhere. Are you getting a revelation right here? Let me read this poem and then I'm going to give you my own testimony or should I give you my own testimony and then give you this poem let me give you my own testimony many of you know I was married to the greatest man on the planet for 20 amazing years four beautiful children in midway of our journey he suddenly and unexpectedly was promoted to heaven suddenly and unexpectedly promoted to heaven man when I tell you grief tried to grip me Grief grabbed a hold of me with a strong hold, and I did not know how I was going to make it through. 
I had never cried as many tears as I cried. I didn't know how I was going to make it. And I remember the day, that day, Pastor Tim passed early in the morning, like 2 a.m. in the morning. So that night when I was putting the children to bed, at my four children, and I remember just praying over them and praying for the peace of God that they were able to go to sleep that night. And I remember just thinking, Lord, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What about birthdays? What about back to school? What about Thanksgiving? What about Christmas? What about next year? And I just begin to overwhelm myself with the thought of the next day and the day after that and the day after that. I will never, ever forget as long as I live in this natural body what God spoke to me that night. God told me, he said, put the children to bed, you lay down and you go to sleep. All you have to do is get up and do it again tomorrow. He said, don't worry about tomorrow. He said, don't worry about next week. He said, don't worry about next month. He said, don't worry about next year. He said, I'm already there. Jehovah Shammah. If he's already there, he has already taken care of everything that I need tomorrow, everything that I need next week, everything that I need next year. He's already there. And he brings his peace along with him. I came to encourage somebody today in the middle of whatever you're going through. Understand and get a revelation. God has revealed his name, Jehovah Shammah, to you so that you know God is there. And when I say God is there, I mean God is here, God is there, and God is everywhere. But sometimes the life and things of the life almost cause us to forget that he's there. And then we pick up the burden of worrying about it and the burden of thinking about it and then the burden and, and the burden. And we overwhelm ourselves just like I had overwhelmed myself. God gave me peace in the midst of my storm. He said, don't worry about tomorrow, I'm there. Don't worry about next week, I'm already there. Don't worry about next month, I'm already there. Don't even worry about next year, I'm already there. Jehovah, Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. Now I'm going to read this poem, it's a very familiar poem. I always thought the author was um, unknown, but I found that the author possibly is Mary Fishback. And the poem is entitled Footprints. It says, one night I dreamed a dream as I was walking along the beach with the, with the Lord. Across the dark sky flashed scenes of my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to me and one to the Lord. After the last scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand, and I noticed that at many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. This really troubled me. So I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you said once I decided to follow you that you walk with me all the way. But I noticed during the saddest and most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why when I needed you the most, you would leave me. Listen, he whispered, he whispered, my precious 
child. I love you and will never leave you, never, ever during your tests and trials. When you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. Child of God, I need you to get a revelation. In those times when you feel alone, in those times when you feel abandoned, when, in those times when you feel disappointed and overwhelmed, the Lord is there. First Kings chapter 19, verses 11 through 13 read this way. And he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind wrecked the mountains and break it in pieces, the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. Child of God, in the middle of everything that you possibly may be facing, it may look like there's only one set of footprints and you feel like you've been walking through this thing by yourself. It, you look for your friends. You look to other people to help you. You look, and I saw one day somebody said, I'll have nobody to help me. Oh, yes, you do. You always have somebody to help you because the Lord is there. But it's not always with a whole bunch of racket and a whole bunch of fanfare. It's the still small voice. The Lord is there. The Lord is present. The Lord is there and the Lord is present for you. I can keep going. I have several scriptures that I want to read. I don't have a lot of time, so I'll read as many as I can just to encourage your faith. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 17. The Lord your God in your midst. That means he's with you. The mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. Listen, he will quiet you. That speaks to your mind that's going. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. The Revelation chapter 21 verse 3 says, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people. Now among the people, and he will dwell with them. God himself will be with them and be their God. Listen to me. I want to pause right here to remind you in the middle of everything that you may be facing. And even if you're not facing anything today, keep on living. Because the Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. When you're going through different situations and tests and trials, remember how we talked about in Romans chapter 1? When they were going through, they started thinking foolish thoughts about God. But this is what I want you to do this time. I want you to manage your mind. 
I want you to take control of your mind and bring every thought captive, and you make your thoughts obey. You don't chase a thought with another thought. You chase a thought with words that come out of your mouth. So as you're going through your situations and when you feel alone, when you feel abandoned, when you feel all by yourself, when you feel misunderstood, I want you to say in your mouth, Father, I thank you that you're here, you're there, and you're everywhere. Lord, you're there. Lord, you are there. I'm remembering when God told me, I'm already at tomorrow, I'm already at next week, I'm already at next month. If he's already there, he has already taken care of the situation for you. Nothing can take God by surprise. And, and, and even stop and, let, stop and think about it for a second. God is with you right here, right now, right today. But because God doesn't dwell in time and time cannot contain him, you can think back to how God was there. Come on, I saw a picture on my Facebook, and it was the day that TJ came out of the horrific car accident. God was there. God was there. Because they told him he may never walk again. He may be paralyzed. His neck was broken. He could have died. God was there. Are you listening to me? So God was there. And in your future, in your next week, in your job interview, in your purchase of your home, whatever you're facing, God is there. Damon, you got to get a revelation. God is already there. God is already there with Kindle in the future. God is there. Jehovah, Jehovah Shammah. He's there. He's here. He's there. He's everywhere. If you're not careful, you'll be in your situation and you will forget who's with you. Remember the psalmist? He said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Well, who wants to walk through there? Nobody. But he said, since I got to go through it, some things you can't run through. Some things you got to walk through. Since I got to go through it, I might as well acknowledge the one who's there with me. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Listen to me, you're not alone and you're never alone, regardless of what you're facing. I came to encourage you today that Jehovah Shammah is there. I remember I'm a 70s kid, growing up in the 70s with the Jackson 5. Anybody remember the Jackson? Y'all too young to remember the Jackson 5. Thank you, Dorothy. I got Dorothy in the house with me and Brenda. Remember Michael Jackson? He sang a song, I'll Be There. I started to sing it, but Gabby looked up. She's like, don't do it, Ma. Don't. He said, I'll be there. Then one of the refrains in the song, he said, just look over your shoulders, honey. That's what you do in your situation, in your test, in your trials, when it seems like everybody has turned their backs on you. Just look over your shoulder, honey. God is there. Come on. Take your courage back. Don't be discouraged. Don't be overwhelmed. God is here. God is there. And God is everywhere. Today I've talked to you about Jehovah Shammah. 
the Lord who is with you. He said he would never leave, leave you nor forsake you. He would always be there with you. But here's the, here's the deal. Let's stop talking about him and start talking to him. In the midst of what we're going through, stop talking about God is good all the time. Not Lord, you're good. Talk to him. Stop talking about him and talk to him. Remind yourself that God is here, God is there, and God is everywhere. Every head bowed, every eye closed in prayer. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church, we're a family.